BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy turkey trotting, whatever the hell you're doing today. Fuck, before the the world closed down. Remember a good turkey trot when you were a kid? You did like the neighborhood 5K. I mean, I didn't. I was rollerblading in the back, maybe doing a light power walk. Remember when life was simple? You watched Family Matters and did a fucking turkey trot? Well, Here we are now, locked up, still raw with our fucking families. (laughs) Day 6,973, prisoners of war. But I want to, you know, because you're going to be listening to this the day before Thanksgiving, I want to give everybody just a little heads up. Give yourself some grace, you know, and and if you're you're sad and you're not able to travel to see your family, which I I think the CDC says, well, I I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do. I'm already locked up with my family. But if you're bummed because you can't be with the ones you love or people you care about, I love you and you're not alone. And just take the day, fuck it. Watch like Love Actually or one of your favorite movies and order a fucking pizza. Do what the fuck you want. Do what you want. Don't feel the pressure of having to do what everybody else wants. Do what you want. You know, I just want to check in, give everybody some words of encouragement and let you know how much I love you and I miss you. And I can't wait to get back into the voicemails next week. And we've got some other hot guests coming on soon. But uh, it's been a doozy of a month. I felt like the year was just flying fucking by. And now it's just this weird crawl of like, what am I going to do tomorrow to get by? I thought it was daylight savings. It's not. It's like a standard savings, which no one's putting money in my account. So why are we saying it's savings? Doesn't fucking make sense. I mean, if it's going to be dark at night at, I don't know, 2.45 in the afternoon, you should pay me. Maybe we call it stimulus savings. Where's my check? If you want me to have seasonal depression and it be 30 degrees, lights out in pajamas by 3.15 p.m., what do you want me to do here? You're not going to pay me to be miserable? Okay, that makes sense. Oh, God. Again, (laughs) came here to be positive. I came here to bring you love and light. Uh, But again, just give yourself grace. Take a time out. If you got it, listen, I know it's COVID and I'm not supposed to suggest that you smoke, but if you got to go outside and have a menthol on the back end of your Aunt Linda's shed because she's being a cunt, do it. 
You know what I mean? Just do it. And then call me on the absolutely not line and be like, listen, this is what happened. I would love to get into any of your holiday Thanksgiving family time shit show extravaganzas. Call in next week into the hotline so I can hear what's been going on. You know, did Uncle Randy try and brush up against your breast for the 55th time? And you're like, we've tried to put you in jail. Yet somehow you still keep coming back for second helpings on the mac and cheese. I need to know about it. I just need to know how you're surviving the holidays. We're keeping it low key. We might make a duck. You know, I plan on maybe putting on a soft lip and a little rouge, but being fairly comfortable. I'm going to drink 16 bottles of wine, booze, just, just turn it up and have a fat kid day. I am still on my heart healthy challenge. I'll probably do my own turkey trot in the morning, which means I will do a light power walk around the neighborhood and continue to judge all the neighbors on their tacky decor, which the HOA is very strict. So I don't know how some of these vagabonds are getting getting away. If I could share, the thing is I keep finding out that more people in the neighborhood, I mean, there's only like 75 houses in here, but a lot of the, a lot of the, the ladies either listen to the podcast, shout out to my, my house on the river, you know, what's up. You know, a lot of them follow me on Instagram. So I, y'all have been requesting that I put up the tacky decor, but it's a, literally a little too close to home. You know, I'm not trying to fight three houses down. Let's call her Nancy. I'm not trying to fight Nancy at the end of her driveway. Because I said her wreath was from 1997. And I'm not trying to be that judgmental bitch because I know we're barely making it. We're trying to get through. But I just realized there's a lot of women on the HOA board who are telling me what I can do with my yard, but they need to look in the mirror at their own. And that's all I'm trying to do is keep everyone accountable. Instead of homeowners association, it should be homeowners accountability. Because that's what it is. Pumpkins should be down. I need a neutral, maybe have a cornucopia out. Or maybe just a, a jar of cornichons, which is a small pickle, which is personally my favorite. But that's really all you should have out. You can have a wreath out, but full lights before Thanksgiving, it's aggressive. It really is. Okay, enough of my bitching. Remember, get a pack of menthols, you know, hit your jewel behind the shed, go to the side of the garage, hide, you know, pack a, maybe some edibles, some gummies, right in your purse. Just go out there, get some fresh air around six o'clock and and give yourself a minute because we all deserve it. The Lord's really asking a lot of us this year and I'm doing the best I can, God. Take your second, have your sig, live your life. I'm excited to bring my, our next guest into the, uh, the studio, the podcast, whatever the hell this is. Uh, Casey Balsham is an incredible comic from New York. We have so many mutual friends. She's on the same network as me, Dear Media. She has an incredible podcast called The Shady Shit Podcast. So let's get into it. She's hysterical. She and I have very similar lives right now. She tried to get married this year. She's trying to have a baby, do all the things. So we're going to get into it. But I think you will love her and just will have a giggle. I need more ladies in my life just keeping it really fucking real with me. So without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Casey. So welcome to the podcast, Casey Balsham, who we were just talking off camera and you said you recently found out you were Jewish, what, two years ago? Yeah, about like two or three years ago. My dad's aunt, so it's on my dad's side, so I know it's not like quote unquote real, but it's still my whole life people have been like, you're Jewish. And I'm like, I'm not. And they're like, but your face. And I'm like, I yeah. know, but <laughs> so my dad's aunt turned a hundred 
And okay. so it was just pretty special. So we all went to Chicago to go see her. And she started talking about, she's like, oh, you know, being 100% Jewish and my parents fled. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like my grandpa, her brother lived with me and I didn't know he was 100% Jewish. And it's like, <laughs> and my dad was like, I don't know. I just thought everybody knew. And I'm like, you guys never told me like where I'm from, like nothing. So Balsham, my last name is actually from Balsham Tov which means man of the good name. And then also Balshamtub was like some crazy rabbi who invented Kabbalah. So I'm like- So you're like in it. Jew. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a famous fucking Jew and I, I've never got to cash in on it. So now's my time. We're getting through the holiday season and I know I'm having a couple extra drinks because hell, I just got to keep my mind right. Uh, the best thing is I am taking that DHM detox because <laughs> I got things to do. I can't be feeling like crap the next day. DHM Detox is a vitamin for people who love to enjoy their drinks. Enjoy your holiday drinks this year and get back to doing what you love the next day without feeling awful. Forget the Sunday scaries and feeling like garbage. All you got to do is take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes to work. Basically, it boosts your body's natural response to alcohol and helps break down those toxins that make you feel like crap, okay? We don't have time. Who's got time, Cheryl? I sure as hell don't. Remember, holiday drinking is upon us, so stay prepared for all the festivities so you don't have to struggle the next day. No Days Wasted offers a risk-free purchase, so if you don't love it, they'll refund you on your first box. This is a no-brainer. We've got you a very special Black Friday sale with 30% off your order and free shipping in the U.S. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash absolutely30 and use promo code absolutely30 at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash absolutely30. 30 this week only for 30% off. DHM Detox again is a no-brainer. So give yourself a little bit of grace and a lot of time to sleep in and feel good and to be able to live your life right. Now back to the podcast. I found out I was Jewish about probably about the same time you did, but it was my mom was at my mom was in a TJ Maxx and just called me and she was like, Heather, you're never gonna believe this with Jews. And I was like, it makes a lot of sense. You're in a TJ Maxx right now. So my mom's mom was Italian Catholic. She was raised Italian Catholic, but her mother, who died young, was an Italian Jew or her great grandmother. So it's on the mother's side. So my mom's like, I just, you know, put it, I called my cousin, put some things together. We're Italian Jews. I was like, it's all making sense. It's all you know, coming together. The lack of detail, the sale, like all of it's coming oh, together. Oh, I know. And I went to Catholic school. I worked at a Catholic camp for like six years. Right. I was baptized Lutheran. Like I'm all over the fucking yeah. map. Like at this point, I'm just, I should just become a witch. Like I, yeah. I have no, I don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to believe in, but it is pretty funny because my husband now is Jewish. Like his mom is like Israeli. So uh -huh. it's so funny when I told her about Balshintov, she's like, oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. We know where that guy is. I'm like, yeah, this is so fucking weird. This all makes sense. Do you find that like this year, since we've all been kind of like hunkered down, locked down, if you will, you're finding out things about your family or maybe your significant other, like your husband, you're finding out these things where you're like, how have we, ne have we just been so fucking busy, never looked into any of this shit about our families? I've talked to my, I think I, I talked to my sister now like three times a day and we're just, yeah, it's like we're relearning each other all over again. And I, you know, I talk to my dad now all the time and it's just, it is really, really bizarre. I'm like, Oh, wow. There's like, my dad was even just telling me a story the other night about him when he was a, a kid that I had never heard about him, like 
you know, I mean, it wasn't a great story. He started, yeah. a, fi- he started a fire, almost burned down the San Francisco Zoo. But, you know, it's still like, I want to know these things. You're like, this could have been great dinner fodder. Why didn't I know about this? Yeah. I want to know where I come from. I want to know if I have pyro tendencies. Like, you yeah. need to let me know if I can't have candles in the house. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so many details that my mom will just throw out at us. Like, she, she has like a half brother that she didn't know about, the founder on Facebook. And he's like a bus driver in Boston. And we're just like, having breakfast. She's like, you're never going to believe this. I have a half brother. He just re- reached out to me on Facebook. Anyways, I'm heading to literally <laughs> TJ Maxx. And I'm like, what bitch? Like, she's so unfazed by anything. And I'm just like, I don't know who my family is, what's happening, who I'm marrying. Cause Jeff and I were locked up for the first time together, you know, for six months. I was like, I don't know this man. And I've been with him for 10 years. You know? oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, who 100%. is this person? I know it is. It's like when you're forced to actually like, look at the person you live with, you're like, should I be doing this? <laughs> Should I have asked some questions like five years ago? Right. Oh, yeah. How'd you meet your husband? You know, the funny thing is I was listening to you, one of your podcasts about how you've had to like kind of push, right? Your wedding and all that stuff. We ended up, we did too. We ended up just fucking getting married in quarantine. We just like rented a car and did it. And I was just, I, when I was hearing your story, I was like, oh my God, very, very similar type things. But we were both comics. So we met doing open mics in LA. And so we were friends for like, four and a half years. And we moved to New York as friends. And then we got to New York and just kind of like immediately started making out. And so I've never not lived with him as we've been dating. We've lived together for six and a half years. And for, you know, and we've been dating for almost the entire, save for like a month and a half at the beginning when we were like, Oh, are we, aren't we? And he would just go, he would just like, we'd like make out on the couch and then we'd go to our separate bedrooms. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? You know, like what is happening here? So, right. It's a fun story because we were already so comfortable with each other and now we're married and I just think it's so weird. How is it dating a male comic? Because that's the biggest question I get asked all the time. Like, what does Jeff do? I'm like, one, I don't really know. I think he <laughs> he might be in the mob. He's an engineer. Like, I don't actually know what he does, but I don't know why when people first meet me, they're always like, oh, you must be be married to somebody in the entertainment business. And I'm like, I would kill them. I would literally kill them. I don't know what an engineer does. I've never known. Also, yeah, I like you, you hear that, like people are engineers and I'm just like, I, I know that there's money involved, but like, what do you, is it a machine? Do you work <laughs> right. on a plane? I don't fucking know what you do. He's not like a typical comic. I feel like he's, right. he's a little more introverted and kind of like when he says something like it's going to hit and it's always going to land, but like in a group setting, he'll kind of be like more, one of the more quiet ones. So he's not always on, which is nice. Because I feel like I'm the hyper one. He's kind of the one that's like, maybe we should put you to sleep for a couple minutes. You know, like, let's, let's get you a nap. You're, you're spinning out of control. But I always say it's, it's a nice relationship because I feel like you speak the same language. You know, like I can, I can say something to him and he'll understand it. Like, I'm like, oh, I did this joke on stage and I missed this word or I switched the order and it worked and he'll know what I'm saying exactly. And he'll appreciate, and like, and, and like there's a, an appreciation there but it's also scary because it's like we both essentially lost our careers in, during right. this. Right. You know? Well, and I and I hate the I hate the stereotype and like you know that that age old question like, oh, what's it like dating somebody in the industry when you're in it? Because so many of my listeners are you know are, who are not in the industry don't get it. But it's like you know male comics are they have a it's a very specific breed. You know, so it's nice that you found 100%. the good one. One hundred percent. It's like it's like you know if you see a flannel and a hooded sweatshirt, you're gonna find one. Right. Just follow follow the trail of tears. You're going to find a fucking comic. (laughs) 
You know, and it's like, even when you have like mild success, going to bed at night, and I'm sure you spent many years going to bed at night, just being like, I don't know how I'm going to buy lunch tomorrow because this business is so hard. And just ha- the thought of having somebody else with the same level of anxiety in the same bed as me is uh, like, I- I'm sweating thinking about it. There's a lot, There, there is a lot of that. I mean, he's so smart though, that like somehow he always makes it work. Like he always finds something when I'm, when I'm kind of yeah tail spinning out, he makes it okay, which is like oddly weird. Like his anxiety doesn't match my anxiety. Like we have we have different anxieties, so it actually is like perfect. But God, yeah, I've had so. I remember in LA one night because I started in LA. I remember I think I had a can of Pringles and a Bud Light, and that was like and that was like dinner. And I was sitting in my bed and I was like, what What the fuck am I doing? I was also like, I was like, I want to be a mom one day. Like, what is? Like, I'm not responsible for anything. Like, what is this? But I just remember being like, I guess this is just how it happens right now. We've stuffed ourselves silly, you know, through the holiday. And it's nice a day after just to get something fresh. You're like, I got to just eat something clean, raw, soy-free, certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, all those good goods. And you know how you can do it and you can make it easy? By hitting your Go Macro bars, which are friggin' delicious, okay? Do you have a food or allergy or maybe a dietary restriction? Go Macro offers three delicious nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, my personal favorite, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter and chocolate, which is friggin' delicious. As well as eight bars that are certified FODMAP, which is like the food map, friendly so that everyone can enjoy a delicious snack. You spend Thursday just just woofing down food like a wild animal. Well, guess what? Next day, have a go macro bar and just live yourself, live light and loose and happy and just feel like like you're going to be okay. You want to know why? Because guess what? If you get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders of $50. It doesn't make it any easier. I'm giving it to you right here. Don't be stupid. Go Macro's friggin' delicious. Again, use promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders of $50 or more. Gomacro.com. Get yourself some Go Macro bars. The mom pressure's on right now because, I mean, I'm, I'm 33. I'm still pretty young and spry, but I have about one good egg left. And I kind of had everything planned out in the sense I was like, okay, I'm going to get married this year. I was finishing up my tour. So I wouldn't have the pressure of doing that next year, being on the road. And now I'm like, I probably, because I have to make up the 40 cities I was supposed to go to. Now I'm like, I probably can't even think about having a kid till 2022, 2023. Because Everything that was fucked up this year has got to get done next year. You know, if that will happen. And I know people are like, just do it. There's never a right time. But I just know myself. I'm like, there's no way I can somehow get pregnant and then be on the road next year. Like, I'm not going to do that to myself. No, you'd be stretched way too thin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just interesting kind of being home because I talked to my girlfriends here who have, you know, one or two kids and they're just like, you just do it. And I'm like, I can't just fucking do it. How do you feel like, did you kind of rush that because you're ready to be a mom or, you know... What did you feel? It's so funny because people will say that they'll be like, just do it. It's not that fucking easy. I, we actually, you know, full disclosure, we've been trying for three years during COVID, like this whole time during COVID, I've been going to fertility appointments. Like it has been like, we've been the only people in New York city. And I was, I, I did four rounds of IUI. I, we just did our first IVF cycle, which we haven't implanted yet, but it's, it's like, there's so much crazy stuff that like, it's so 
it, it's like you do have to plan for it because you don't know what's going to happen. We kids, we don't know what's going to happen inside of our bodies. So it's like you might, you know, some people pull the trigger and, and it happens, but we actually had decided. So it's it's with 2020 and just not getting pregnant. Like my expectations have had to be so managed these last couple of years. Cause yeah, I thought I would have a three-year-old right now. Like, like I remember the first night, the first night we tried, it was Halloween. I was drunk Cruella DeVille. I'd like half of my hair was gray. And I remember like we had sex and I just went to sleep being like, I'm a mom, you know, I feel it. I feel different. And, you know, yeah. like I'm drunk. I've got red lipstick smeared on my pillow. Like, so you manage expectations. Cause then yeah, three years later, we're still not. So it's like, it is, it is important to, I think, know what's happening in your body yeah, to like know the quality of your eggs or to have them test this, this sperm and stuff like that, because it's a wild process. I'm 38. <laughs> I'm like, my back is slowly deteriorating. Like if I want to pick up this thing, I need to fucking pop it out now. I hear you. Like I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape right now just for it to be heart healthy. I'm like, if I say I want to get thin, then I'll fucking quit. But if I say like, I'm doing this for the betterment of my life, I don't know somehow it motivates me. But that was a thing. I went to the doctor because I was having all these like horrible ovarian cysts. And he was like, let's, ju- let's look at your eggs. And he was like, you have literally the lowest count I think I've ever seen. So he was like, you know, but it was just like, he's like, but it can change. Like you can make more eggs. It was such a uh, kind of like a breeze by like a drive-by just fertility shooting. I was like, I don't, <laughs> should I be concerned? Should What should I do? And so I'm going to go to a fertility, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freeze my eggs in January because I'm like, I got to just see what I can get out there. So I'm curious, what have you learned along the process? Because I know IVF is different than what you said earlier. Was it IV? I, IUI. I, IUI, okay. So IUI is essentially like the turkey basting where like you go in and like, you know, cut to me and Robbie, we're on the train because you have to bring the sample. And so I've got like sperm in my bra on the train in New York, which, I, you know, I'm probably the first person to just have like sperm on me on the train. I mean, let's be honest. But so, but we're like in the middle of a pandemic. We're trying, we have like gloves on. We're trying not to touch anything. I'm loaded with semen in my, in my tits and we're going in and it's essentially, it, it, it's the turkey basting. So you go in there and you've been on like uh, a little bit of a hormone to fatten up the eggs. So, so that okay. you have like, and then they and then they skip the cervix and they shoot it right in because we have a we have a swimming problem. So like okay. the sperm are kind of getting up there, being like, I don't know why I have to do all the work. They're just kind of getting up there and being like, no thanks. Right. So that. so they shoot it up there, and then IVF is when they actually just take the sperm and take the eggs out of your body and make the baby outside, like in a in a in a lab, and then they test it, make sure it's okay, and then when it's okay, or they watch it to make sure that it grows you know, how many eggs you get out. And then they freeze just a full baby, basically like an embryo that then they would just implant. And then your body has to kind of do the rest. Fucking science dog. I tell you what, I can't believe anybody can get pregnant on their, like the fact that people get pregnant just from fucking, I'm like, you mean you didn't have to do any shots or like any blood work? And they're like, you know, it was just a little crazy night in Cabo. And I'm like, fuck (laughs) you. It's like, it's the craziest process because it doesn't feel real. Like I was like, there's no way that this is happening to me. Like I wanted to be a mom since I was in third grade, which right. you know, they, they frown upon. They won't let you get pregnant at that age. At that age, which honestly, <laughs> I am for a fact know that I was more responsible then than I am now. I'm a shit show now. I trust third grade me, just paper dolls, watching cartoons, eating cereal more than me without a tooth. Like now. Yeah. 
I, I was an old lady in the third grade. Like I never watched cartoons. I would come home, watch Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Ricky Lake, the soaps. Like I, I wanted to know the drama, the tea. What was your soap of choice? I loved General Hospital. You know, I, I wish my mom couldn't even get me to sit down and watch like the Mickey Mouse Club. I'd watch the Mickey Mouse Club because it was real people. But cartoons like I never I would go to Disney as a, you know, 10 year old and be like, this is child's play. I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> I'd like to go to Epcot and have a, you know, Michelin star meal. Like I've always been like a grumpy old lady. That's just who I am. You're you know, like, what is that? A mouse? Please, <laughs> yeah. please. Wow. Oh, she's crying over Goofy. I'm fucking embarrassed for her. Wow. McKinsey. Wow. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Listen, I can tell you from personal experience, I'm obsessed with ButcherBox, truly. I ordered them back in March when I didn't know if we were going to be able to get to a grocery store. And we have kept it going because it's just such a great company. And I really believe in the, the quality of their products and what they're putting out there. And honestly, I'm thrilled that they're a part of the podcast now. Basically, ButcherBox is a service that will deliver amazing meat directly to your door. They have delicious 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood, all sourced from partners who believe in doing things the right way. Listen, if you're still buying like your meat in bulk and you don't know where it's coming from, you really need to look into this stuff. One, I believe in sustainable farming. I believe in making sure that we're supporting farmers and, and just knowing how the, the animals are being raised and what's what's happening to them. Because all that we put into our bodies. Caring about animals and our planet, improving livelihoods for farmers and better meals enjoyed together is just really, truly what ButcherBox believes in. And I'm gonna tell you how it works. ButcherBox partners with folks who believe in better going above and beyond when it comes to caring for animals and the environment. And honestly, and truly sustainability. It's a thing, y'all. Look it up. Basically, put in your order and customizing, get a custom box, and then they'll ship frozen, frozen for freshness and packed in eco-friendly, 100% recyclable boxes. So you get high-quality meat delivered right to your door. It honestly does not get better than this. So for a limited time, new members can get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash absolutely. That's two New York strips, four top sirloin steaks added to your first box for free when you go to www.butcherbox.com backslash absolutely. Act quickly. This offer is only good through Cyber Monday, so get it now. You will not be disappointed. Now back to the podcast. People don't understand. And I think it's been a little bit eye-opening for Jeff because I was like, honey, you know, when do you want to maybe start trying to have kids? Because I told him, we were thinking about it's easier, I guess, to make an embryo than it is just to freeze your eggs. So my doctor was like, listen, you should go ahead, make the babies. And then when you're ready, we can slap them in or maybe stick them in a stranger and she can cook them if you can't make the kids, right? Right, right. And he was like, well, I was thinking maybe we could start in like five to seven years. I was like, ay, ay, ay. I said, honey, that's not how it works. I'm... I, I'm basically already geriatric and I'm only 33. Like we, we got to go, you know, he just, men, men have no concept and no idea until they're actually in the process. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think that there's also, it's so many things like affect it's, it's even just like, cause you would have to kind of start doing things now, even if you're not going to try for next week, it's like the laptops on the laps, the phones in the pockets, the hot water in the showers, the, the, all this, the gluten. It's just like, there's so many <laughs> things that make you, it's terrifying to actually right. think about. But yeah, I think guys are, are so, you know, my husband would put a pillow on his lap and be like, I'm doing all I can. Right. You know, <laughs> pillow on top of the, the laptop. And I'd be like, oh, do they say that the, that the, like the heat waves can melt your semen? Oh, they fuck up the balls. Yeah. So, so also, I, I think that that's also, you know, men keep the phone in the front pocket. I think that that affects it. I think we just don't even um, know what the 5G is doing to the babies yet. 
I have a full theory. My dad was, I think that's what gave him pancreatic cancer. I mean, oh my God. I, I, it could have been the excessive amounts of Diet Coke and the six trips to Waffle House a day. What in the healthiest guy? But he would... <laughs> But he would carry his cell phone when he would, my dad was retired and he would fly for fun, but he'd always carry his cell phone for the last like five years on his hip, right where his pancreas is. And literally I was like, I swear to God, it cooked him. I swear to fucking God, it cooked him. It's like, we have phones, but I don't think we know exactly what is, like they shouldn't be able to do all the things that they do. Right. Like that's not good. And it doesn't go to work for me. And it, you know, I guess it technically makes money for me, but I'm like, there are days where I just want to fuck. I, I literally am like, I, what is this? I don't know how to do half the shit it's supposed to do. So I'm not even using it to its fullest potential. Like people are like, show me stuff all the time about like taking pictures and things. And I'm like, oh, you don't just hit the button that says photo <laughs> right. and then you're done with it. And they're like, no, have you tried this? Do different angles, put your phone upside down, take it like this. And I was like, I have no idea. I'm the same way. Like I, I have a new phone. I thought you just took photos next three hours, you know, self-loathing at how unattractive you are. You know what I mean? I thought that's what, what everyone did. We should not be able to zoom in on our faces the way that we're able to do Listen, it. Listen, I've been in a deep, deep TikTok wormhole. I had to delete it. Now I'm back on it just because a couple of my friends are like, have you been on cartel TikTok? It's literally a, like a for you suggestion where it's just dudes in the cartel. It's like high speed boat chases. <gasps> People cutting up drugs. They're showing you how they like load up a back of a van. They'll show you like a tire with the nuts and bolts and how they stuff it with cocaine. I mean, I am so far deep into cartel TikTok. I've got to get a life. I was up till 3 (laughs) a.m. And we shouldn't know this. We shouldn't. Why why are they teasing this? We should not. There should not be somewhere where the cartel is like, you know what we should do. Let's get on the TikTok. You know, I TikTok is one of the ones that like I dabble, but I'm not fully in because I just I have to believe that we're better than this as a society. <laughs> just that I just just have to believe that this is not the next thing. I can't go on living if I have to do well on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? Like for comedians, I fully I just, understand. I can't do it. Well, it also comes down to you have to be a great editor, a great videographer. It's too fucking complicated. No. And then what really ma- just fucking burns my titties is that you've got these 16 year olds doing really like kind of pirating other people's music and then just making like doing a light hand flick. And then they made $50 million. I cannot. I can't do it. I also think TikTok is teaching children a level of confidence that they don't don't need. Yeah. You don't know. They don't. Does it like you're you can't like I didn't dance in public until I was 31 and there's 11 year olds moving like they've been to Brazil. And I just I can't deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. I can't deal with confident children dancing. I was a confident child, but I was so busted. I didn't realize. I just thought like, you know, I'm in my duckhead shorts and a soft, sensible sandal and a we nice were all busted. We were busted, a limited two sweatshirt. I thought I was fucking thriving. The level of expectations of what these kids have to look like is too fucking much. No. And they never will have to deal with low rise jeans and a thong poking out. Like that's never going to be part of their embarrassment level. Never. And that's not fair. Like you don't get to have you, you need the experience of being bust. I had a mustache for so many years. I had, I wore nylons in third grade because my legs were too hairy and the hair was still poking out. Like you don't <laughs> get to not experience these things and then go look beautiful at 12. Our generation will, I mean, we might be the last, you know, they say like our parents right now, it's like the last great generation. I think we might be because what's, at, what's below us? Because I'm technically a millennial. Are you a millennial? 38? 
I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I'm technically a So what's below us? Gen X, Gen Z? Gen Z, I think. Gen Z. Gen Z's fucked. They're fucked. They're, they're dumb. They're fucked. They're, they're absolutely, fucked. there's, they, they have, they're not going to develop personalities. They can't communicate. All they do is dance. And yet we're both <laughs> trying so hard to bring children into this world. I don't get it. I want, <laughs> I, I, I know. It's like, I almost just want a kid so I could be like, do not don't do this. TikTok. Don't touch TikTok. <laughs> I know that's, I think about that all the time. I'm like, man, I got a lot of thoughts for somebody who's about to be like, let's make another one. I will say, I do think I'm very maternal. Like I know when it happens, it'll happen. So you got married. What did you do for your wedding this year? Cause absolutely fucking not everything got canceled. What a shit show dumpster fire of a year. It's a dumpster fire. So we, our original wedding date was May 4th, which is okay. a, ca- a casual Monday <laughs> in right. the spring. And it's so funny because I, I called my best friend. I was like, can I do Sunday, Monday? She goes, honey, you're almost 40. Everybody knows what you're doing on Monday. Like, right. It's cheaper. We fucking get it. Right. I was like, Whatever. All my friends are comics anyway. They work on Friday, Saturday. Hopefully. Right. So May 4th, which I still thought, you know, even as everything was going down, I was like, ah, we might have a chance. And then it was just like, no way. Second date was in October. And my husband's family live in Israel and in Spain, so they couldn't have come over anyway. So it was just a thing where we decided I needed dental insurance. So that was also, (laughs) we were like, we love each other, but like this tooth is about to fall out. I had a bad root canal that ended up like the tooth like cracked in half and fell out. (gasps) I woke up, I touched, I couldn't touch my cheek. It hurt. So I like, I had to yank it. So I was like, I need to deal with this. So right. I need, like, I, need to, I need to say I do this week. I need a husband because I need some teeth. So right. make it happen. So we, but we also were kind of like, you know, let's just do this. We did it for very logistical. We were like, we can file taxes together this um, year. Literally, Jeff just texted me yesterday <laughs> and he was like, hey, so we need to get married like before Christmas because we have to get legally, we were going to get married in Italy, but he's like, we have to get legally married in the States. He's like, no, our accountant, Brian just called us and we got to lock this shit up. It'll save us 30%. I was like, let's go, let's go. One, 100%. That's why like, we're like, okay, so taxes, teeth. All right. Yeah. I'll, oh, love. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Baby stuff. We're like, let's just fucking do it. So right. we, we use this service called I do drive through, which is. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hilarious. So they sent us this wonderful efficient named Aretha and we decided Robbie had like put it in my head that we decided we were going to rent a convertible, um, which ended up being the hardest thing to do. There was no convertibles anywhere. Like we, like we had to go down to Jersey, rent this lady's convertible that she wouldn't let us rent it for the day. We had to rent it for like two days. Like it was just, it was like, literally we had four (laughs) convertibles all out. And like, it it was like, we just kept losing. It was such a weird thing. I was like, I can't believe that this is my wedding now that I'm like, give me a convertible. It was. Yet if you were to land at LAX and go to like the Hertz counter, that's all all they will give you is just a Mustang convertible. There are no other rental cars in LA except a Mustang convertible. (laughs) Yeah. That was to say in Hawaii, it's all Sebring convertibles and Mustangs. It's like, that's it. So we finally get this ladies. It's essentially in Jersey. They have like an Airbnb for cars. So like you just rent somebody's car for like whatever. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. It's illegal in New York. So, you know, but we can go to Jersey and get anything done. He ordered some like just colorful shorts outfit from Amazon. I had on a bright pink jumpsuit that I got at in Palm Springs. Like we it just, it was ridiculous. And we rented, my dad was in town and my sister was there with my nephew. So we just, we rented the thing. We parked it. It was like a hundred degrees. Like <laughs> all of us were soaking wet. I had, I'm taking pictures and I'm asking the photographer, I'm like, you have to go waist up. Cause I had crotch sweat to my fucking knees. I literally had like a puddle 
it was, I was sweaty. I thought I was going to kill my nephew. I was like, it's too, I'm going to poison him with heat. It was just wild. yeast heat. You're like, I for sure have a full blown UTI yeaster after this. Yeah, yeah. There's no way we're consummating this. Right. Because I'm pretty sure that my I need insides, to take an ice bath. <laughs> my insides are on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we, but we sat in the back of the convertible and it was quick and sweet and beautiful. And we have some amazing pictures. We did it right down the street from our house. And cause, and, and, and honestly, like, I'm so happy that that ended up being how we like officially got married. So yeah. if we do, you know, we still have paid for half this wedding. We have a new date next summer and I still want a wedding. I feel the exact same way. And there's such a level and I'm sure too, because you're in the public eye, but it's like, even if you do a little backyard wedding until all the shit blows over, there's still going to be a level of like COVID shaming or could, you know, everybody's got an opinion on everything. I'm like, I've got money in Italy. There's no fucking way I'm getting that back. Like I'm, if I have to push this five years and then we just throw a party for our friends to be like, Hey, this is our three year anniversary. Come party with us. We're th- doing it. We're doing it. But I still want to have a bridal moment because all you other fucking bitches, I've gone over above and beyond to make you feel good on your day. Mary Beth, who I love you if you're listening, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like I've traveled to the ends of the earth. Let me have my moment to feel thin and like, I don't know, kind of bridal. 100%. And I know it sounds selfish and all that stuff, but I'm like, it I doesn't. Want- I want to be the bride. Yeah. I want I want the fake eyelashes put on and I want mm-hmm. my kids looking at me like, oh my God. Like I want the moment that I have been part of on the other side for so long. Like I I want the wedding, which is so funny because I wasn't a wedding person growing up because like I said, I always kind of more thought about having kids and all this stuff. And I never really thought about my wedding. But then once I started planning it, I was like, ooh, wedding, wedding, wedding. I want it. I want the wedding that we planned. I want, you know. But my thing too is like, you know, after a year and a half, my guest list, do I have to keep it the same? Very good point. Because what happens to me now is I just am trying to be so optimistic that a wedding in Italy will happen. Anybody I meet, I'm going the opposite. Anyone <laughs> I meet, I'm at like fucking Trader Joe's. My This older guy, Mike, always checks me out. I'm like, Mike, listen, I know you're like 84. You want to come to Italy? I'll pay for it. Like I've gotten beyond generous. I just want Mike there because he's talked to me through the pandemic this year. Every I see him once a week and he's like, how are you doing, Heather? Are you buying a case of wine? All right, we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to invite my fertility doctor. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're the yeah. I've seen the most. Yeah. My, my, the lady that made my dress, I'm like, you know, I've seen you five times. You seem nice. Come. <laughs> Come, please. I need you. Yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> but there are people too on the other end of it where I'm like, you originally got an invite and I fucking hate you. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling bad about. There's also a couple of people that I didn't invite that now I'm like, I want to invite them. And I feel like, are they going to be weirded out if they're like, the, cause they were always on like the secondary list. We just got too many yeses and we were like, all right, we're cutting it. But it's like, is it weird to then invite them to be like, I know you weren't invited to the first one. Cause I also feel like there's been certain friends that have showed up during quarantine that I've been like, why didn't I invite you? Right. You know, like, and, and I've thought of that and I, and I want to invite them, but then there's some people, yeah, that I just want to fucking cut that I invited to be nice. And now I'm like, don't send them the new date and just say, fuck it. And be like, you know what? Honestly, Claire, you were a cunt <laughs> during quarantine. And I went through IVF and everything else. And did you call and check on me? You know, make sure I didn't burn my insides. No, you didn't. So <laughs> off the list. Bye. Bye. Yeah. After my dad died, I got very savage. Like you really learn who your real friends are when you go through anything traumatic. And I feel like as a collective, the entire world has kind of had a little bit of trauma this year, right? So it's like, who's checked in? Who am I checking in on? Vice versa. So this year is a, I give everybody the excuse, like this is your trauma. You figure out who you actually want in your life and who you don't. Like it's a free for all. 
100%. And I think that not a single one of us has processed this year. Like, I think, I think next year, like you said, if, if we get back to somewhat normal, I think people are going to be like, la, la, and all crazy. I think 2022 people are going to have mental breakdowns like we've never seen. I think that everybody's going to process what the fuck 2020 was and we're all going to lose our shit. We're just going to be screaming in streets, driving cars into windows. It's going to be- out of our minds, just coked, coked out. out. Just mm-hmm. drinking wine bottles with straws. Like it's going to be a fucking massacre of our, of mental health. It's going to be, I think not a single one of us knows exactly how this has affected us and how we've had to just change everything that we thought we knew. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. I mean, there were moments too, like, you know, they say grief comes in stages, but really and truly it hits you on the weirdest day. Like it always hits me when I'm at Costco for some reason, like buying in bulk and then realizing that there's only three people in my family now <laughs> instead of like four. Like those like weird things where you're like, I don't need to buy all these, you know, like all this mustard. My dad's dead. You know, you just, you get triggered at the most random fucking times. So that's going to happen to everybody as a collective. It'll just be like a Tuesday at noon. You're on the subway you know, on the L train and people just start screaming and blowing Coke. That will be it. 100%. People are going to just be like, yeah, doing Coke, just being like, what the fuck was that? Right. They're gonna be like, what happened to my life? It's just, it's so, it's so weird. And I think, and I think you're right. I think I've been so, I've had no energy. Like I wake up, I turn on below deck and that's what I do. And, and I- Right kind of, there with you. I've kind of just been like, should I be doing something else? And I think I've just like, my energy is just nothing. It's like, I don't have the comedy. Well, we, we have it like in spurts, but- But it's not the know. same when you can't be in front of a live audience. Have you been in front of a live audience yet? Yeah, we've done okay. some outdoor shows, which have been nice. But again, like now that everything's spiking again, it, it gets to be scary again. Also, I don't really want to talk about COVID anymore. Like I've got to figure out what I'm going to do when I go back out on the road. Obviously, you have to acknowledge it and talk about what's going on. But you're like, I just don't want to fucking talk about it. We all had to do Zooms together. We're all fucking miserable. We all put on 30 pounds. It is what it is. It is (laughs) what it is. But I I think it's such a funny thing with the Zoom. Like, I really think that dreams now are like more within our reach because like before COVID, you know, I wanted to be somebody and now I just want to like go inside (laughs) with friends. Like all I want to do is sit at a diet. Like I like late night TV is no longer on like a list for me. You know, I'm right. like, I just want to go the fuck inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to sit inside and have like the, a dirt, dirty martini with my dumb friends that I'm like mediocre about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be poured into an Uber pool. I yeah. miss, I miss the strangers. I want you to pour me into an Uber pool. I want him to take, tell him to take the tunnel, not the bridge. And I want to just live my fucking life. I just want to make that happen. I used to live in New York and I never, you know, I enjoyed the nightclubs in my early twenties, but the thought of just being in a sweaty nightclub right now, get, like at Hakkasan or like, you know, somewhere on the West side highway and having just sweaty Persian dudes be like, do you want a vodka cranberry? I'm like, yes, I would love that. I would yeah, love long, that. As long yeah. as it tastes like your cologne, I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm, I I would <laughs> literally, if somebody woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, it's, it, we got a club, we found one, it's open, let's go. I'd be like, let's, let's roll. I want to wear like a BB bandage dress. I want to wear something tight, heels that are, you know, I'm just blistering in. I want to feel alive again. I just want, yeah, I want to wear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to put on something that's not, this sweatsuit that I've been wearing for uh, six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would wear heels right now. I, I wear them. Yeah. 
I would you go should. out and I fucking, I hate heels and I would wear them. I would wear the shit out of some heels right now. I've realized I can't ever go back to a, like a stiletto. I can just crush a soft wedge, you know, a sensible wedge because I've got thin ankles and they will just roll off a curb and just snap in half like a Twizzler cleaning out my closet. And I literally, because I'm recording this in my closet and I was literally trying some of my, my old like Manolos, like who the fuck was I? I had them for like one press day and I'm like, I can't fucking t- handle this. This is insane. No. No, a sensible pump. Get out of here. <laughs> Give me a sensible two-inch pump. Yes. <laughs> all day, you'll see me. I'm a princess. I'm a princess. I've, I've had to have, have to have like a like a come to Jesus moment with, with high heels that I've just literally had. I have this pair of Steve Madden booties that are up a spike heel and they're so cute. And I remember I imagined a life where I wore like, you know, when you buy something and you're like, I'm going to change my whole life for these shoes, like, you know, or like, yes. I would say when I, whenever I go to like Buffalo exchange or, or I go thrift shopping, I'm like, I'm this, I'm, I'm a new person. Me. I'm a new person. This is me. Check out my crocheted vest and my personality is different. I literally have had this pair of Steve Madden booties for 11 years. I lived in Hawaii for a couple of years. So I, I bought them in LA, put them in storage. And I remember in Hawaii being like, I can't wait to get back to those shoes and be like, <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be, I was thinking of outfits I would wear with them. Of course you were. Finally put them up on Poshmark like last month. And it's a part of your soul dies. You're like, that was who I was. That's who I always wanted to be. And I can't handle it anymore because now I'm just trying to get pregnant and like, you know, put, not lose a tooth. That's you know? it, Yeah. And half and 50, 50 on that right now. Right. <laughs> I'm one, I'm one for two. I lost a tooth. <laughs> But no, truly, like I remember I was looking at them. I'm like, what am I? They're Steve Madden. They were 70 bucks at best. Why am I carrying them around like they were my grandma's? Listen, you're already giving, (laughs) doing a little bit of a humble brag because my foot's so wide. God bless him. I I can't fit into Steve Madden. I'm like, Steve, even the 11s are narrow. What the fuck are you trying to do? Who are you sizing these shoes off of toddlers? I don't know who their foot model is because I can't squeeze (laughs) my fucking bear claws into an 11. And I'm like a 10, but like a, a solid wide 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a 10. And I, I mean, I, I am, I am riding out Birkenstocks until there is snow on the ground. Hell yeah. I do not like my feet in anything. I need toes free. I need to be able to flex. I need to be able to take off at any moment. If something gets me, you know, oh, you, I want them wiggling around. And also yeah. like <laughs> I live in New York. I want to take my shoes off the minute I step into my apartment. I do not want whatever's on the ground in my house. Yeah. I will. I will wear them until my toes are blue from frostbite. Are you a shoes off household? We are. We just moved into a new place. Oh, I respect it. I was in Asia at the beginning of the year and everywhere you go, it's really embedded in the culture. It's just like, don't bring your nasty ass fucking shoes into our home. Even when you go into some restaurants, they give you slippers and you're like, this is comfortable as hell. I'm here eating the, you know, pad thai in a fancy spot. And I've, I mean, I can wiggle my toes. It's great. So I've, I've started to do that too. Like take your fucking shoes off. Hawaii. It's the same way. They just, there's like, everybody just leaves. Well, they're flip-flops. So they're easier. Like I get it. This is also another reason to not have fucking lace up boots or any kind of shoes that are <laughs> like, just no, just, I want something that just comes off. Like all my shoes almost are slipping. Go. So I'm, like, I'm like, who have I turned into that? I literally don't even unzip my black boots. Like I bought them wider so I could just go in and out. And out. Yeah. It just, just a quick pump and I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so now your podcast, uh, Shady Shit. 
you get into a lot of interesting stuff. I just listened to the, the episode where you break down the kind of the shady shit that's going on in, in the Mormon community. Shout out to any of my listeners from Utah. Yeah. But I, I love it. I love kind of like unpeeling the layers uh, and kind, kind of pulling back the curtain, if you will, on some some interesting things that I don't think people talk about enough. What have you uncovered so far? And I know, you know, you're kind of new in the game just with this specific podcast and you've been in the podcast world forever. Is there anything that you've recently like discovered that you're like, we got to fucking absolutely fucking not. This is insane. It's I wanted to do like Mormons and things like that because I don't know much about it besides like, you know, I've seen the musical a couple of times and I was like, is this all real? Like, it sounds crazy. But I interviewed my friend Corinne who like closely identifies with like Wicca, Wicca? which, you know, it's as I was doing research on it, like there's so many weird misconceptions about being a witch essentially Uh that like, but it's actually this really beautiful like religion that doesn't even believe like people think it's like devil worshiping like they don't even believe in the devil like that's a christian thing so it's it was so interesting to like read about to be like it's just a bunch of ladies that get together and dance because they like the earth and i was like fuck i like the earth i love to dance like am i a witch and i'm kind of leaning towards you know maybe they're like we believe they believe in many different gods like you know and 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 they believe in not doing harm to others because they think i mean what we all learned in the craft, it comes back threefold. Oh, the craft is really set my childhood up, but that's why I have fear of God. Like, I love that you're like tapping into this witchery. I fully have fear of God. Like I am one of those people. I think he is staring at me while I have sex. Like I'm just (laughs) like, Lord, I'm sorry. This is the man I'm marrying, but I just have complete guilt 24 seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like I went to Catholic school. So it was like also... They were kind of like, hey, believe in whatever you want. But you will perish and die. <laughs> yeah, but but you're going to go to hell, which will be, you know, your choice. And I'm like, right. oh, okay, <laughs> well, but yeah, so I, I really found that interesting. And also I've just always had the other side. Is, so it's kind of, it's like true crime-ish. We're going to talk about some of that stuff. But also I've always been fascinated in like the supernatural. Although I'm chicken shit. If I ever saw a ghost, I think I'd be like, I, I, I don't know what I would do. I, I don't, I'd be so scared. I also am like talking about like different like ghost stories and things like that because that's it's just it's just fascinating to me. So my friend actually wrote this really beautiful story about this haunted house she lived in in Ojai for like seven years. And it was just it was wild. And I was like, this is just something that unless you, you know, you ask people about these things, I would have never known. Like there was a ghost um, and she would make toast and I didn't even think that they ate. So that was something. I'm like, does she have her own toaster? Like, does she use your toaster? Like, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> when I studied abroad in Italy, we had uh, four girls in a two bedroom apartment and we had a big space. But it, literally every morning about 4 a.m., it sounded like what my girlfriend was making, making cereal. Like, I could hear bowls being taken out. And my girlfriend, Carolyn, she's like real skinny and, you know, eats, she'll, she'll just eat snacks all day and like keeps her right. thin, right? And so I was like, God <laughs> damn it, Carolyn, you're making a racket out there. I would come out, there's nothing. So then she would think, uh, because I'm a fat ass, she's like, Heather's getting a midnight snack, like calm it down. And for the longest time, we just knew it was a cereal ghost. Like every night, it would sound like things were moving around. I mean, it it was 100% in our kitchen. And I'm like- Why the breakfast foods with these ghosts? I don't know. Maybe just because they knew like we were just hung over all the time or starving, but it was every night they were making something in the kitchen and it was bizarre. It was so fucking bizarre. And the girls in the other room thought it was us and we thought it was them. But I mean, this happened for four months. It was crazy. And you guys were okay with it? Like, was anybody kind of worried? Or because it wasn't like harm or like it wasn't scary. It was just kind of like, well, they just are hungry for- Well, it took us a while. 
Yeah, it took us a while to figure it out because I, I was right. usually just like half drunk or, you know, hungover. I'm like, whatever. Very much so like lit a candle and said like the Lord's Prayer and walked around six times because I my mother's very much so she'll carry like her own anointing oil in the car. You know, it's just like Kirkland brand olive oil and she'll put it in a little dropper and, she, you know, if, if you're feeling some type of way or if like, you know, you're like, I'm going through IVS. She's like, okay, we need to anoint you. Like Robin has a direct line to God. So I just, I, I know how, what to do. I know how to walk around the space, you know, say Jesus be a fence, put on your breastplate of righteousness, armor of God. Like I was, I was prepared. So you were I, giving him the stuff. I was. And, you know, he never bothered us and he never really showed, I, I'm going to guess maybe it was a dude, um, but he never showed himself. So, I don't know that, you know, it was friendly, I guess. Jesus, be a fence. What can I tell you? That's what it says to you. If like you have a ghost, you're supposed to address it. You're supposed to like speak it, speak to it and either like say, you know, we, you know, you're free or, you know, you're harsh and our mellow, whatever it is that you say to it. But like it is because that's what my, my friend in her house, she said that her husband had to kind of be like, because what would happen in her house is so the lady ghost, she would. They, a light would come on and then they would smell perfume and then they would smell toast. And this was her. Wow. Although sometimes she had a gentleman come over. And so she would get all flustered as a lady is one to do, you know? And so they'd be like, they'd smell the toast. Then the light would go on, then the perfume, but this gentleman, whenever the gen, and then they would hear like a light tapping. So, but whenever the gentleman came over, their dog would stand up on its hind legs and they've never, they didn't teach the dog this. They didn't see the dog do this. So she said, one night we smelled the toast in our bedroom, which we hadn't. So that already felt like really close. And our dog from asleep, as if like somebody lifted him up from his sleep on the bed, stood up on his hind legs. So they were like, that's it. So her, her husband, I could you imagine just like a dog being just like lifted by it? So they were like, this guy's on our bed. Like, so her husband had to be like, we're about good vibes here and you're freaking us out. So, and, 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 and it left and it, and it did, and then they, they left, which is, but like how weird it's just, and that it is just saying like, bye. And then they're like, right. you're right. You're right. I'll get out of here. This is why if I was a home builder into new construction, I'd be like, <laughs> and this is the number one reason why you should buy this model home because no there's ghosts. no ghosts. Yeah. I would literally do a PSA, have pamphlets out, like do a video, like come mm -hmm. by McMahon Homes. No fucking ghosts. We don't like old shit. <laughs> yeah. These are brand new. We have never had a house here before. McMahon Houses. No ghosts. Like <laughs> no ghosts. Dear yeah. sharks. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking deal with it. I mean, I don't like to, you know, and, and that's the thing with the, with the, I respect the witch witchery. But it right. does, it does give me like a, I really, I'm standing up straight, like kind of like defensive, it, it's you know? It's got a lot of connotations. And it's so funny because this article that I read, I had this one guy and it's like, yeah, you know, if we really did all the shit that they, they're like, they, the, you know, movies and TV shows really make us seem like a busy bunch. He's like, my, my life is very I'm a lazy normal. witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, my life is very, but you know what? Something was interesting that this woman said you know, because obviously they use the word magic and that can be a little like people are like, oh, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. But what they say is it's it, it can be as simple as somebody just being like, you know, when you think about somebody that you haven't seen for a while and then you see them. Right. They're like, they're like, that's magic. You did that. Manifest all day long, which I'm sure is a form of magic, right? From what I understand, it seems to be, it's just you give energy into something mm -hmm. that you believe in mm -hmm. uh, or like, you know, that you want helped or, or cured. Like I, I think this one woman sat in and they were just basically giving energy to, uh, endangered animals. 
And so it was just people gathering and kind of just like singing or, or just like dancing. Like you're just giving physical energy to causes that you believe in, which seems kind of cool and, and, and almost simple in a way that, but that's what spells and all those things are. It's just really just giving energy to. So it'd be like if I was standing outside of a Weight Watchers meeting and just like humming to myself, just just to send good energy to the women counting points. (laughs) Just, just, just do the savage dance. Just your ratchet, your bougie outside of the Weight Watchers and just watch the fucking pounds drop off Heather. Just, they will melt away. You and Meg the Stallion. Yeah. Just making it, just making magic. Make it literal magic. <laughs> Make it spells. Yeah. I love that. I love yes. that. So it seemed kind of like a, an interesting concept, which, which again, like, yeah, which I would have never thought because it always seems like it's kind of dark and twisty and it really is just kind of more about the earth and, and, and the seasons. I do think in like this, especially this year, because everybody is so polarized and so much religion and there's so many zealots and, and self-righteous people. I feel like God's going to come back probably like in a year and a half. Like I do believe Jesus is on chariot. <laughs> he is en route, en route, if you will. But I think he's going to come back and be like, everybody got it wrong. All of y'all thought you were so smart, so scholarly, and you all got it wrong. I like, gave you I, one commandment, you know? And I gave you guys all this. I gave you guys all a chance to fix your personalities in quarantine. And yeah. you guys made bread. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Like I gave you guys a chance to reassess fix some things mm-hmm. and you all made sourdough bread. I mean, just a bunch <laughs> of assholes, artisanal baking assholes. <laughs> That's what you did with the time I gave you. Banana yeah. bread and yeah. sourdough. Always with the dose. <laughs> Always with the fucking dose. And you all ordered Pelotons that have now been collecting dust. So everybody ordered a goddamn Peloton. I mean, I'm getting back on it. My vagina feels raw. <laughs> It's really raw and real. I'm not happy about it, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I have the app. I don't have the bike. So I'm just going to, you know, I'll do the stretches. Yeah. And the weights are good. You know, it's like, I just, I'm, I'm very much so an all or nothing person. So when I'm in, in the zone and I'm working out and being healthy, I'm great. But once I'm off the wagon, it's full blown, like just mac and cheese for four and a half months and just bottles of Chianti. There is no like lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? cannot stop eating Annie's mac and cheese. Right. And, and I know how to don't buy it. Right. I know what the cure is, but I cannot. And, it, and it's the whole box. It's not like I separate. No. Well, why would you? They're tiny shells covered in white cheddar powder. Who could stop themselves? And I always go for the powder mix above like a Velveeta. I don't fuck with it completely grosses me out. But the powder where I get to add the butter and the milk myself, Gucci gang. All powder all the time. I put half and half in the shit. I'm like, let's yeah. really kick up the numbers on this game. <laughs> oh, if I'm feeling like, you know, Ina Garden, I'll put a little creme fraiche just to just add a little splash. I mean, they're lucky I'm not putting an entire tub of cream cheese in it. Truly. I, I feel you. Yeah. So what's on the what's on, on the agenda for the rest of the year? We're going into the holidays. What does the rest of your, right. your year look like? I mean, you know, obviously just holding on, hunkering down and praying for daylight. I haven't even thought about this. I have not been asked. I don't know. I... I think I want to get a tree this year. And that's as far as I've gone. Right. Like, I truly have no idea. I, I know everyone keeps being like, oh, can this year be over? But it, nothing stops. Your car insurance just goes up, you know? Like, right. nothing, <laughs> once 2021 hits, like, it's all still happening. So I guess just trying to continue to get through the day and try not to be sad 
Right. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be, I, I'd love to just be happy. Like, I just want to be happy and, and be okay with exactly whatever this fucking moment is. It's great to like look inward on that for myself too, because I'm so used to being go, go, go. And, and, you know, I'm not a, I live in the moment, but I'm always kind of like, all right, what's happening next? Cause I'm always on the road or whatever. But just to, to have moments where it's just like, all right, I literally have nothing on the fucking agenda, but just to be happy and to maybe go on a walk and just, clear my mind for a minute. This year, I feel like everybody got sent to their room and it's time to just like think about some shit and figure it out. 100%. Like that's literally my to-do list every day is just walk. Just take a, just, you know, you feel better when you go outside. Just take a walk, you know, just turn off the low deck because I'm telling you, I cannot get away from it. I fucking, <laughs> it's, I can't. It's great. Which, which season are you in? I'm on season four. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I am living for Chef Ben. Oh, Chef Ben literally stirs the pot figuratively, literally like all of it. He's just, he's a hot fucking mess. I want to sit on his face. I just (laughs) think that he is the tits. I just love Chef Ben. But take a walk is literally my to-do list every day. And it's just like, just, just get that done. I don't want to say a witch meeting, but maybe go to a meeting in the woods, you know? Sit on the grass, dance to some shit you want to happen and, you know, wait it out. And live, laugh, love. Why not? Make a couple stitch pillows. You can heal your life. (laughs) Honestly. And that is the moral of the story. You can heal your life. Casey, where can everybody find you? You're great. I adore you. I want you to come back. Well, and you know, and we'll, we'll chit chat about, you know, more shady shit and just surviving. I mean, 100%. Let's do that. I would love it. If you guys follow me on Instagram at caseface B, I want to normalize being okay with asking people to follow you on Instagram. Just follow me. Listen, fucking follower. I am sticking to Instagram. You will, you, I mean, I'm on TikTok, but don't go there. Just come to Instagram, say hello at CaseFaceB, C-A-S-E-F-A-C-E-B. And uh, my podcast is Shady Shit and it comes out every Friday with your media. So come take a listen. That's what's up. Keeping it in the family. You're the best. Thanks for being here. It goes without saying, I'm always trying to introduce you to other fabulous female comics because there's a lot of funny ladies out there and I want to support those hoes. So thank you to Casey for coming on the podcast. Remember, call in next week to the hotline, the absolutely not line with your Thanksgiving absolutely nots. I need to hear what happened. Who did you wrestle with in the yard? Did your cousin Charles choke on a piece of ham, but he's okay. Please keep me updated with all the holiday absolutely nots. I'm sure they're only going to get more rowdy as we go into Christmas. What even is Christmas? I couldn't tell you. Don't know where we are right now. Love and light. I will see you next week on the Absolutely Not podcast. In the meantime, between time, keep yourself healthy, give yourself grace, and uh, remember, pants don't need them. Arrivederci, bitches. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.